0: Hello and welcome to the Screen Chronicles. I'm Colby and with me as always is Steve. They call him the Dane Humper, but I'm fairly sure he's an assassin. Kuzich! What's up, Steve?
1: Oh, you know, just being an assassin.
0: Yeah. Are you ready to talk episode seven of The Last Kingdom here, season five?
1: Yes. Yes, I am, Colby. I'm very excited to talk about this episode. again, because this is the last season of The Last Kingdom, I think they're just throwing as many crazy things as they can at us every freaking I know, now I know. We are going to talk about episode seven of season five of The Last Kingdom. If you have not seen the episode, we're going to give like a brief little score, talk about it, very brief. And then we're going to get right into spoiler recap, discussion, give you our thoughts, our mm. favorite moments, and our best bro moments.
0: It's going to be so brief, you're going to get a whiplash.
1: You're going to get... Yeah.
0: So, Steve, what did you think of this episode?
1: Liked it. It was a little slow at parts. There's definitely a lot of political stuff going on in this episode, but I mean mm-hmm. they have to set up um, pretty much the second half of the season now. They're transitioning away from the Dane Ethelhelm Breda conflict yeah. to Utrecht and Babenbur um stuff going what? on.
0: Yes. How do you know that, Steve? Well, you see, Coldstone.
1: <laughs> last episode we end with seeing Wiggar at Babenberg. Right. And Ethelhelm has gone to Scotland. You know, he's trying to get King Constantine. And we know right. that Northumbria and, of course, Witgar is there. So this is the last season. So we know the Bevenberg plot plotline is coming in. Of course, if you've seen mm-hmm. the trailer and if you watched our trailer reaction, you know. So that's what they're setting up here. Um, so there's there's some transitional stuff going on. They still yeah. have some some big moments from definitely. from the show. And definitely a little bit of a slower one. I, I really enjoyed it, though.
0: Yeah, slow for Last Kingdom is still, like amazing compared to the previous three episodes it's definitely slower Mm. but I still thought there was a lot of awesome moments I felt a lot of nostalgia in this episode and we'll just talk about that once we get into the spoiler part of this I would probably rate this one eight out of ten
1: I'd go just because of the significance of the one thing that happens at the end most of it feels like an eight um, I'm going to go 8.5.
0: Please let us know your thoughts on this episode and the season up to this point. Uh, please don't spoil past episode seven. And please like subscribe. We appreciate all the support we get and we look forward to hearing your thoughts. Spoiler
1: alert, people. Let's get into Let's just talk about the big moment right off the gate. Oh, my God. Which gave that extra 0.5 to the episode for me.
0: Exactly. That was the moment when Edward. Edward. <laughs> Proposes um, to Yad Gafu, right? And Going that was back the only
1: season one when big moment. Edward was a baby. <laughs> and now he's having another he's baby. He's
0: proposing to Yad Yad-Gifu, And that is the biggest moment of the episode.
1: Uh, by Let me far. change it
0: to a nine. Let me change it to a nine. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, no. is that what you were referring to? Yes, yes.
1: but But in reality, of course, I'm talking about. Uhtred versus Brita Brita mm. dies mm. what did you what did you think about this Culpstone what did you think because we both have wow. you know we both really loved season 3 Uhtred and Brita sort of reconciliation their side quests that they went and did and again that called back to season 1 there <laughs> they sort of amicably parted ways they yeah. were like still enemies but they said they still love each other and I loved and, it.
0: I loved that moment. Yeah, it and was then, one of my favorites from the season.
1: Yeah, and we were we were a little upset then in season four when they become enemy get uh, enemies again, and then of I course so frustrated of the season. So
0: I was so what frustrated. Did
1: what did you think then about? I'm
0: I'm actually super satisfied. <clears throat> yeah, with their ending because they they did reconcile. Yes, and they literally beat their frustrations out of each other. <laughs> like it was so raw. When Utrid is just first of all, I'm glad Utrid like handled her fairly easily. Yes, and they like didn't make it like a Anakin Obi Wan sort of yeah. even match. And the only reason I think Utrid didn't take her out right away is because he doesn't want to kill her. And he was having and, season
1: one flashbacks. He was like, and oh, he was season having season one,
0: one flashbacks, like, like season,
1: yeah. season one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, Utrid, you know, can beat anybody. He's he's that good. So I know he's like. Uh, so so you remember Abba, he's just you don't yeah. fight Abba. You don't fight up it. Except Udra. He is just beaten, just down on her. And every like almost every hit, it goes back to another memory. Did we had have we had flash- flashbacks like this before?
1: We had a flashback actually in the episode where the two of them go on their side quest. It's a brief flashback mm-hmm. to when they're kids. Yeah. And then also in season four, episode three, after Bianca dies, we have some flashbacks yeah. of Utrin and Bianca when he's burying the cross that he'll give. that's right. That's right. We have had some flashbacks. We have had
0: some flashbacks,
1: but there's definitely more More here. I would say.
0: And it, it hit me. I don't know if it hit you the way it hit me, but I got the nostalgia. I got, it was like, damn, because we've come this far with these characters, you know? Yeah. I remember watching the last kingdom for the first time. I remember vividly the two kids sitting on the step after their homes have just been ravaged. And there was and, and there's a line Utrud says, but when I see those two kids, it's like there's hope in that image. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Utrid says to Brita, like there was hope and there still is hope, um, when they start to reconcile, once Utrid's decided not to kill her after just beating the flashbacks out of her. <laughs> just, be- <laughs> just beating the flashbacks. Beating those flashbacks out of her. And he's and he says, you know, if my son can forgive you for chopping his balls off, I can forgive you as well
1: so true right like i mean what else can how else can you stay mad at someone when the person had their balls chopped off is like don't kill her you know know. yeah i mean i i really liked it too i mean i I think you gave your best bro moment of season three to (sighs) their reconciliation moment absolutely so and yeah I i would say i was definitely i was satisfied because um i think even in the books there's the animosity between them. So yeah. If they wanted to stay true to that and what the show was doing, you know, they had to they had to go with it. And I felt like they wrapped it up pretty good. Yeah. I, I can say that after watching this, I was <clears throat> I guess I should say I am a little worried, you know, even though we've seen the whole show. I'm a little worried. I was just like, is he gonna be like forgiving everyone and just not killing people who deserve it now? Kind of thing. But, like, yeah. this is Brita, right? This is Brita. It's a different,
0: different. And different. and when Brita dies, because Steora, right when they finally reconcile, and it seems she's finally forgiven him, and then they have the beautiful moment of their heads bat, hitting together, and it's an amazing moment. Steora freaking ruins it <laughs> and shoots an arrow through Brita. By the way, Utrud's like chest to chest with Brita. And I am like, stay all right. Let's be careful here. I know. <laughs> like, what are you trying to do? Couldn't have like gone from the side and shot through her head or something? <laughs> to, like, oh, this might kill my dad, too.
1: <laughs> I was satisfied, too, though, because I, I really love that oh. moment in season three. And and then the fact that they went back to the, the old farm where they were yeah, raised. Yeah, with uh, Ragnar, Ragnar the Elder, where the farm was burnt down,
0: that I loved.
1: That I loved. Yeah, and it was like all overgrown now, and so I mean, there was just all these flashbacks hit Nutrid during the fight because of this, and um,
0: <laughs> they're just coming out of the weeds, <laughs> just coming out of the weeds, <laughs> just coming out of the weeds. <laughs> hey, well, Utr, one, remember this? <laughs> hey, Utra, do you remember this? <laughs> remember? Do you remember? Remember Wagner? and And they were, and you know what they were good, and they were bad, and they were good, and they were bad, and they were bad, and they were bad because they're mostly bad, but the good ones would come through too. the love once she dies is so deep for her for him.
1: How deep is it?
0: It's like deeper than the ocean, brother <laughs> deeper because... than
1: the ocean, brother <laughs> the love is deeper than the ocean
0: brother (laughs) you see that through the pain after she dies in his eyes um and can we just talk about too this moment and i i say that by the way because of what you said earlier about like being too easy to forgive people but like that's like how deep his love was for her you know and you and that comes out after she dies he's devastated but the moment i love after she dies he first he's like devastated that she's dying in his arms and then She says, I'm cold. And he does like a quick freak out. Like she doesn't have a weapon in her hand. And he like does, whoa, whoa. And he grabs wasp sting and puts it in her hands. And after he does that, after she said, I'm cold, she says, Ragnar. And that that got me, you know. It was great.
1: Again, I am, I am just loving. They're they're going back to the Dane culture stuff here with with people dying, putting mm. the the weapons in hand. I love that. I love that that the show is remembering who it is. And you know, yes. season four, you you forgot season four party. You forgot. Um, yeah. So I'm glad you remembered um i mean sure it goes back maybe to the writers three. had those flashbacks too you know they were yeah the writers are away. having the
0: flash like, ah, alexander ah, draymond ah. went into the writer's room with his store <laughs> remember this I can Remember this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh that was amazing that was amazing but 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 with this yeah i mean i i loved it um mm-hmm. it was and it felt natural like that's felt- what i was i was afraid like when he was like father you can't forgive." You have to forgive her. You can't just kill her. Yeah. I was like, Young Newt said that. Yeah. yeah, and if I was like, if he just goes there and he's just like, I cannot. And if he just like tries to pull like, uh, like a Steve Rogers with Bucky just taking the punches to the face thing, I'd be like, that is fucking stupid. But he didn't. He like no. he he beat the shit out of her he beat the flashbacks out of her and then he could tell too that she was just so pathetic and sad and frustrated and hurt yeah. from her life and her kid dying and Canute dying and ragnar dying and being betrayed by Canute and
0: by everything's F gone
1: by utred yeah. so i mean like he could tell this and that she was you know and that's what that's what it was coming from so it, it felt it felt earned to me it felt natural and it yeah. felt it she felt wanted right.
0: to die when when he shows up she had been there was a cool like back and forth thing where he's riding his horse up and she's just digging digging at first I was thinking like "Ooh, is she like digging up something cool from Lloyd's like is there something like another relic that we forgot about but no she was digging up a grave yeah, that was a pretty sweet line and yeah and Uhtred's like you dug a grave is that for you or something and she's like for me or you
1: and then and yeah. when she says, she's like, she just, again, she's just throwing venom to try and get him to, to come at her.
0: He says it doesn't have to, Utrid says it doesn't have to end this way. And she says, funny, that's what your son said right before I chopped his nuts off. I tried to impersonate her there best I could. <laughs> <laughs> he just chopped his nuts off. I
1: think that was the line. I think we've, we have oh, been forgetting yeah. to mention too that Utrid has like a new samurai outfit on this episode. And yeah. like he was in his like old like almost like season three. It looked yeah. pretty much almost if if not exactly the same, almost the same as his season three. Yeah. Armor stuff. And we
0: yeah, we also learned from Sig Trigger, from Aston, who plays Sig Trigger oh, nice. in our talk with him. He also wanted to wear some of his season four gear that was made by Molly MRO based on what his character was doing and to symbolize certain things. So we see Uhtred also wore some season three gear. It's probably was upgraded or something, but it was definitely the same design. Oh. You know,
1: I wonder why he switches to like the samurai fit. here. I
0: personally don't love the samurai.
1: Nah, gear. I was honestly hoping for more stuff from the last season here. I was hoping for more like stuff. Almost from the book with just like chain mail if you mm-hmm. read the books like when ch- when he's talking about yeah, how like, he dresses he dresses like a tank he's just yeah. like i was armored and chain mail and you and know helmet the helmet's helmet.
0: so important yes but so that i would I, cover up his face
1: yeah that's the thing it would cover up his face <laughs> and his hair but like i was hoping for like a chain mail
0: like finnan had a nice chainmail outfit this season and, and ethelstan has a sick chain mail outfit and Edward too.
1: Anytime he's going to battle, has a
0: sweet, sweet Uhtred. Basically, stays leather.
1: And it's funny too because like rich people yeah. have chainmail, and it's the the people who are less well off have mm-hmm. leather. And, and it's funny. This or if you like, kill
0: a dude with chainmail, which Uhtred would have done that many times.
1: Oh, he's killed so many people chainmail. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. I always thought that was funny in the show that all the like the background sort of wessex men or yeah. Mercian men have are decked out head to toe armor chain mail and utra's like i have a leather skirt you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i'm like yeah, How I'm, you I'm getting chainmail on man going to the battle
0: yeah and i'm not in love with the samurai look um it's okay just don't love it i don't know i don't why they did. i don't get it i don't well,
1: when we did talk to um ace that they he did say you know they were like oh maybe there's some far east influence in your costume so i don't know if they were just like everyone has far east influence you, you know, know who looks sweet constantine constantine
0: constantine looks sweet oh my God. uh speaking of constantine we get some sweet constantine uh this this episode we get some stuff from constantine yeah the
1: big stuff this this episode is Ethelhelm riding out to mm-hmm. constantine and if you remember Constantine is getting all of the Northumbrian lords together, including the current Lord of Bevanborough, Whitgar. Yeah. And yeah. Um, because of this alliance, then because they're afraid of Edward and all of the kingdoms he's taking up, Ethelhelm
0: uh, is now sort of joining this alliance. Um, he's trying, trying to, to find a route for his, way his way kid to yes. get on the throne. He's not giving up and he's mm-hmm. like against the ropes. He doesn't have many more options. Yeah. You know. Uh, so, yeah, so he's going to go up and I love how Whitgar's there. He's talking to his guy and he's just like, we're just going to be here. We're just going to shake some hands and we're going to go home.
1: I know. He's Wickar's like,
0: just going to like trying to keep the peace. I got a good deal in Babenburg. I'm good. Ethel comes in. This is when the line comes, the Dane Humper line. Yes. The door opens and it's like a cool shot. Constantine's like in there banging two chicks. Just, <laughs> just, Just <laughs> some steamy room with a lava lamp. And he comes out, and he's like, "They call me the Dane humpa, but i'm i
1: haven't I haven't read the books for this season yet, but that almost sounds like something that that would be said in the books. You know what I mean?
0: It totally sounds like Bernard Cornwall could have written that line, yeah
1: that's what I would say with this season. um you know, Stephen Butcher, who wrote or was the lead writer on the first three seasons of the last Kingdom Show. um I definitely feel like he captured a lot of the the humor." in the the bro moments and Mm -hmm. uh the epic moments and i think he enhanced some epic moments that yeah i think so i think so and i would say season four like that's what i could tell and i was like there's definitely there was a new writer i still think they did an excellent job especially the first four episodes of the season Totally, totally right on point with the last kingdom but i'd say the second half it definitely lost that sort of last kingdom humor and you know frivolity that was with the Danes and and dirty lines and things like that i feel like anytime there was any sort of humor it was it was finn and i'm willing to bet that was probably just mark rally <laughs> just putting his shit in you know so yeah. props to him obviously but i i would say this season there's more of those yes. moments and like and this, constantine this episode makes think of. Constantine,
0: constantine is like a character that i feel like would fit right in with some of those early season characters exactly he's like you a know?
1: season like season 1 through 3 easily yeah
0: he's still new and we talked to rod hallett and he said he wanted to kind of be somewhere between the saxon and a dane somewhere you know still have that humor Mm -hmm. right but he is christian i think he did a great job i thought he was certainly like a new sort of presence and i liked how jovial he was he comes out he says that line and he kind of laughs i'm fairly sure they're assassins (laughs) and he always laughs you know what i mean But he can switch it. So Ethelhelm is here trying to come up with a new scheme. And he's like totally not buying anything he says Mm because he's like, I'm a messenger from the king. And he starts asking him questions about, like, okay, well, is he coming here or is he going to keep the peace with us? And he's like, I do not know. And he's like, why would he send me a messenger who doesn't know anything? And Ethelhelm's like, basically, like, well, because I'm concerned. And I think Constantines are like, uh-huh.
1: Yeah, you can tell what do you
0: what do you is want?
1: Is not someone who gets fooled by political shit, right? Oh no, no he does not get fooled.
0: But no. Ethelholm is smart and kind of gets a really good proposition to Constantine. He says, If you help me get Edward off the throne, we'll put Aelford on the throne. My grandson, who will never um try to attack you, he'll stay in Wessex. And also, you'll get half of the profits from Mercia, because you'll marry Elthwin. And Constantine actually thinks about this. And he basically says, leave me to dwell on it. And as Ethelhelm's walking out, he says, but do not go far. Uh, You've intrigued me, and that is no inconsiderable feat. So I was like, okay, I like Constantine. He's he's a cool character. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, ooh, shoot, he's now on the bad side. He's going to be. Again, though, he's just looking out for Scotland or, or
1: Scotia, as as they say in yes. here. He's looking out, he's just looking out for them, you know. One of the other big things that happens in this is Ailes Elfwin, yep. Elfwin, Elfwin, Whiff and Edith. Uh if you remember Elfwin Elfwyn rode off on her own. Um she ends up running into a a, a charming young pretty boy. That's right. You know who you know. She's very influenced by those those sorts of people right now yep. in her life. Turns out though, he's a man working with Brezel, working mm-hmm. for Ethelhelm, who's trying to capture her and take her to, of course, now Constantine and Ethelhelm. Right. Um, so for this marriage to happen, what ends up happening is they do end up actually killing Bresl, but the guy still ends up taking Elfwyn right. and ends up taking her off to Ethelhelm then. Uh, but in between so, that moment, there's a great, great Ailsworth moments too. A lot of like funny, yeah, with the three women around the campfire after they're captured
0: stuff too. Like, yeah, you know. Eliza Butterworth had a great outing this episode. Yeah. Very um, funny. And, and yeah, we're, we're happy to see what, what she did at the end of this. Leading up to that moment, there's a pretty cool little sequence with Brezel in um, the town they were in. So Edith and Ailsworth arrive looking for Elfwin and they find Brezel and, and, ails with like basically shows up and like that's my granddaughter and brezel lets her go what does she say she's like don't underestimate how men crumble um at the sight of alfred's widow or something funny yeah. like that but brezel like had a smile on his face and he follows them their guards are dead in like the horse tr- um troughs mm. they get they get Took token. they get token, and then they rest on the road they're like around the campfire and Ellsworth, don't worry because somebody says well we don't have any weapons to try to get out of this like pulls her her dress up and has an, a dagger strapped to her leg she's like
1: I, of course i was taught in what did she say in the ways of the the weapon or something and she like does this like like tiny little nah. yeah <laughs> like she was obviously taught like the motion probably like once
0: yeah you know, Elfwin and Edith kind of laugh at her. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, Shut up.
1: Shit, you miss. But so then... they got a
0: little plan ski. They got a little
1: plan Yeah, they got a little ski And she ends up actually whacking
0: Brezel with yeah. a, a fire log. And then when yeah. he gets down, she stabs him through the back of the neck. Elfwin like had got up to use the bathroom to get rid of one guy. And they're like convinced her, like, do you really want your Your gift to be soiled when you get there. So like, okay, we better have her pee or poop, and or poop, and
1: we'll never know.
0: We'll never know for sure. And that's when Edith gets up and Brazzel's like, sit down. And while he's distracted, that's when Ailsworth whacks him with a torch, just clubs him. But I mean, it that hurt him, but not that bad. And he just jumps on Edith. And he starts choking her. I, I wonder, Is Stephanie Martini okay? Because it's like, look, <laughs> like, you know. And that's when we see Ailsworth sneaking up on him. And she gets him. Finally, Eliza Butterworth with like a battle sort of moment, like mm-hmm. an action moment, which we had her on the podcast and we asked her what she wanted. And she said she'd like Ailsworth to have some sort of moment like that.
1: Yeah, she wanted to uh, be like uh, Hild. The join, yeah. join out in the battle, get out of going.
0: Yeah, so so she was wasn't a cool. battle, but she was in a, a pretty cool moment, and I think that's that's
1: pretty realistic. I like that the show was staying realistic too, because, like, obviously, like, after season four, us included, you know, she won a lot of fans over who probably like us hated her the first three seasons. Yeah, her character, not Eliza. Obviously, if they were to do it, we would be kind of happy, but at the same time, the show has always been pretty realistic right. um, trying to stay you know with that historical fiction accuracy that bernard cornwall sort of has and it was mm-hmm. established in in the first season so like it, it would have been cool if she like gotten some battles and stuff but it would have been like come on like sh- she is the oldest person on the show right. now right it's like right she was she was supposed to be an older woman in the first season you know and do you remember how gray alfred looked in season three do you remember how gray that man looked let's just say like his wife was younger because that was pretty often back then yeah but i mean she still had Ethelfled, who looked old this season and who is who was younger than utred you know so she is well older than utred right now so like (laughs) if she's just going to battle and just like as grandma you know what i mean like right it would have been it would have been kind of like ah you yeah. know, so but I mean, to I have was... a
0: moment, yeah, like that when the guy's back is turned, but she saves her friend.
1: And so, like when someone gets surprised, yeah. like you smack him with a a log on fire. That's gonna that's gonna throw off for anyone,
0: right? And Edith just gets a face full of blood. Oh yeah, money shot, <laughs> awesome moment. And there's there's some like pictures I think too of behind the scenes of um, Stephanie Martini just getting blood thrown on her face. <laughs> just real human blood that they had
1: just harry on hanton's blood like he went through like several days of like just getting withdrawn (laughs) and getting
0: blood drawn we got to be realistic here (laughs) (laughs) they tried at first it just didn't look like his blood just didn't look (laughs) like his blood you can tell that's not my blood (laughs) the the fans are gonna know
1: the fans are gonna know they're gonna know
0: So that was an awesome moment. A little sad to see Brezel go. Partially wanted Finnin to have yeah, some
1: attention. exactly. But we talked with Harry prank- Anton about this.
0: Yeah, and and Harry Anton kind of wanted that too.
1: Yeah, and I think, I think Mark Riley did too. And Mark
0: but Riley wanted it, according to what Harry Anton said. Um, which would have been cool, but I'm also glad the person that Ailsworth did kill was significant. Like, yes. Okay. Brezel to this point has been like this imposing presence that's been causing trouble, and now it's okay. He's gone now; don't have to worry about that. So that's good. That's basically Ethelhelm's muscle, and it's gone. Yeah. So
1: yeah. And if you and, and like I said to uh, the the other partner, the the one who initially tricked Elfwin, ends up then he runs away, and he gets on a horse, and then he just comes back and just grabs she, her just grabs her and they're like gosh oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like because she literally like scares him away she's just like i've killed one man and i'll kill another and he, run, like, he runs right. away like yeah, she, he runs away like, like they should have like chased him down but, like he runs no. he runs like, like it's kind of it's kind of funny because it's kind of stupid on their end but like it, if you think about it, it's kind of smart right that's probably the best thing to do is try and get the person away from you right it's also smart on his hand he's like I'm going to grab a horse and finish my
0: mission, man. I know. Can't
1: catch me on a horse. <laughs> I'm going to finish my mission.
0: In hindsight, it seems dumb. But at the moment, you know, they thought they were winning. They thought, oh, we're good it's, now. Yeah. You know, it's not so, too, too late. And they noticed. And I also love the line she says, too. I felt like St. Michael the Archangel when he <laughs> slew Satan's arms. <laughs> yes. Oh, my slew God. Satan's armies or something. Yes. That was amazing when she said that. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. But anyway, um, so obviously it's bad. And now they have Elfwin. And I think that's all we see of her. This episode. All we see this episode. I want to um, talk real quick, though, about the beginning of the episode, because it's yes. pretty
1: awesome. Yes, 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 yes.
0: And it, the episode just starts with like a blacksmith hammer. And we don't know what it's doing yet. It's just hammering into something and sort of a montage of the funeral preparings for Sleekdrager. It's awesome. Steora's like doing a speech and Rongvold tries to hit on her. Like, he's like, we should unite in grief. And she's like, ew, no. And no, she says something like, my
1: husband's name out your fucking fucking mouth. mouth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but she says to him, my grief is that he died and you lived.
1: Oh, man. Steora's hard, man.
0: Yeah, but what the blacksmith was doing is breaking Sigtryger's blade.
1: What was the point of this?
0: I don't know, and I, I tried to do some research, and if anybody knows, please put it in the comments. Love to know this, but they found a lot of broken blades in funeral pyres. And, in, in you know, they, what they found in Viking culture is that there's a lot of burials in ships, similar to how Trigger, um is buried in his ship. In a yeah. ship. That's a very common thing of... of um, people that were vikings or from that era were buried if they were of importance they think and they found a lot of broken blades so if anybody knows a specific reason for if there's a mythology thing about it we'd love to know uh, i tried to find something but i couldn't find anything
1: i almost wonder if it's like a practicality thing like if you leave a full sword in there maybe like some grave robber is going to try and dig it up and get that mm. sword and be like i have Citra gears sword you know a great point
0: yeah now it's not now it's not worth as much on ebay maybe yeah that, uh, but honestly so, that might be it uh, I <laughs> that's a that's great it. that's a good point but if anybody knows let us know we'd love to know that answer but great funeral pyre they send him off this is this is really Aston's last time we see him it's the last time we see sig trigger just and sad he, he's gone but he gets an epic burial yeah epic burial for sure
1: and and you can see too that she clearly has some sway over the danes Edward notices this as well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he wants everything to be cool. You know, now that he's in charge of yeah. these three kingdoms here, um, and now leading Efrauch here, where Sitriger was, and he wants he wants the Danes to be cool, and he wants them to listen to him and do, and he wants them to eventually you know cave into yeah. Christianity. So,
0: and Aldhelm's kind of telling him about like because at first Edward wants to leave, but Aldhelm's like, yeah, but if you leave, they're just gonna follow Steora, they're just gonna we're gonna lose it. Yeah. And so then what does Edward do when he tells him that he's like get Uhtred and again Edward I'm just like what a smart man this season when in doubt just get Uhtred but he wants Uhtred to talk to his daughter and he basically makes a job offer through Uhtred he says you know have your daughter swear her her loyalty to me have her publicly publicly and then we'll be good. And then, like, she can lead people here. Uh, but I will be the ruler. I will have the power, but she can lead people here. And this will be good for her. This will set her up um, financially. I'll have good job security, good life insurance. And Uther's <laughs> like, excited. He's like, oh, man, thank you. Like... It's a great like, opportunity. Like, thank you for, like, looking out for
1: my daughter and 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 doing this. You know, like, this is probably something Alfred wouldn't even have done,
0: right? Yeah. And But he's, like... But she won't be baptized though and edward's like oh my father my father saw to that <laughs> he's like that's right that's right if you remember
1: when he was when utrid was on the run in season three from after he punched after he just punched and kicked alfred when he had the bowel disease going on Oh, he just takes his kids baptizes them.
0: it's like the biggest f you to utrid that was a big f you and, and he goes to her and it seems like she like is into it. At first she's she's like off and then like Utred talks her into it. And it seems, yeah, it gets to a point where it seems like, okay, maybe she'll do it.
1: Eventually they go to Edward then to do it. And there's you know a bunch of important people there, too. You know what I mean? Oh my god. And you know
0: dignitaries and it's senators. Almost and... a witch, you know.
1: <laughs> it's
0: They never said Witten. An approximation,
1: maybe, to Witten? It could be. a a, a,
0: The technicalities escape us here, but it could be an approximation. If you remember, season three
1: was an approximation to Witten, is what we
0: got. uh, I know. And a lot of people were for an official Witten, but it was... Of
1: course it was not.
0: Um, So if if we talk to Timothy Innes again, we will ask him if this was an official Witten, or if this was an approximation, or another category. Um, but it's obviously very important to know.
1: So, but anyway, though, she goes and she shuts him down.
0: He, he like esther her, O'Neill and she, she's like, I appreciate the offer. I really do. But I would dishonor my husband if I did this. I cannot do it. And this is where we see a flare of Edward's anger,
1: because again, he's just like, "You did this on purpose to embarrass me." Like, what the hell? You know, yeah. like you, like you told me yes. She comes in here with the looking like she's going to, and then you say no in front of everybody. This makes me look like an asshole
0: in front of the dignitaries. For all we know, the Screen Chronicles Council was there. We honestly don't know what they do. You know we've never seen them every time it's we meet me. with them we're blindfolded and spun around and in a black room <laughs> it's top it's top they don't secret
1: even, they don't even talk to us that's all they do they just bring <laughs> us in spin us around and, <laughs> and then we leave and then, <laughs> then, then we have a zoom
0: call with them yeah and we see them perfectly <laughs> see fine them,
1: see them perfectly
0: <laughs> so yeah he's like he's mad he's angry he's like so you know what this means now, right? And Uchard's like, Lord, you promised my daughter. You promised her safety at the battle. And so Edward honors that. And he basically says, you're exiled then from, from Effowich. You better be gone by sunset because if not, I might not be so generous. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn. Which I think is fair. You I know. think it's fair. He offered her a great position <laughs> great, role <laughs> a great
1: role in a the company
0: great role in the company that, company. that a is growing england company, we are england we are england <laughs> yeah so this is this is a little frustrating like oh man steward was gonna have some like security in her life this was gonna like have her literally set for life pretty much yeah so i mean That's this what is was thinking utrid's frustrated because he's like damn my daughter just like shot down an awesome opportunity
1: and this is but, where Stior sort of takes out, and she's just like, Well, I'm going with the Danes now. I'm at, I'm full on Dane. And she's almost like gonna start doing Brita stuff, you know. And that's yeah. that's um so it's just it's and, just kind of frustrating. And that's when you know she does eventually then later in the episode shoot Brita uh with the bow and arrow.
0: Yeah. And and she says when she does that to Utrid like, he's like, What have you done? And she's like, the thing that you could not do. So she's off. And she's changing a bit, you know, and I get why Edward had to exile them because you know, this is the problem he was trying to solve mm-hmm. is preventing an uprising from the Danes. You know, he just took them over. Yeah. And he was trying to do it peacefully and, and diplomatically. But
1: And if Stiora stayed there, she you know she would have got them all riled oh, up. Oh,
0: they would have riled up and, and they could see it happening already mm. with, with the funeral, right? Because everybody was cheering Sig Trigger. She had a great speech. 10 out of 10 sort of send off for Trig- Sig Trigger. Rungvald yelled to Valhalla. It was great. It was great. You should have been there.
1: Should have been there. Should have been there.
0: What happens right after that, though, is Edward's like, bring me Rungvald. And Uhtred, like runs out to try to plead with her. And he's like, they're going to make Rungvald the leader here. And like you know he's going like, to enslave kids. He's going to do bad things. Like, take this role, please. And Edward, like, they even say to Edward, like, you can't trust Rungval. Are you crazy? He's like, then I'll have him executed and I'll have another one executed and another one until I'm done with this place. It's like, wow, he Edward angry right now.
1: Yeah. He's just trying to he's like, I just want to get back to Wessex, at least Mercia, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that was that was pretty, pretty tough line.
0: Great That's job, Timothy Ennis. Great, great job this season.
1: Absolutely. Uh, sticking on Edward here, too. Uh, Yagathu, uh, Yagathu comes you... to him later and drops the old. Well, Obama. he goes to
0: her because she's not at dinner. She's not at dinner, and, and he's like, where is she? And Aldhelm's like, oh, well, she was going to leave. so So he and... catches her packing. And she's leaving because she is prego. She's prego. Yeah, and she feels like ego. she said, because she said, like, before she told him, she's like, I'm leaving to escape your wrath. And I was like, what is he like wrath? What? what do you mean wrath? And then uh, she says, you know, she kind of hits, touches her stomach, signifying she's pregnant. His like response is like, no, I cannot have another bastard.
1: It seemed like too like, he was like, oh, I can't have another bastard. Like, like, I do have to do something with you. And like she was you could tell she was saying the same thing. Like that's why I'm leaving. I'm leaving. That's why that's why I'm leaving. I'm, I'm sorry. Leaving. I
0: wish I didn't have to. I'm sorry. And this is a cool moment and he's just like no. Like I said that because it doesn't have to be that way. And he gets on the knee and he proposes like this is not going to be another bastard.
1: You are going to be my wife? You
0: going to be my wife? And they get married. They get married. And while they're getting married by Bishop Benedict. Elfward comes in. Uh-oh. And he's like, oh, my mom dies and you replace her already.
1: Elfward being Edward's son with right. Elf, Elfled. Elfled. Who is so, wife that died a few episodes ago this season.
0: Yeah. And so he's, he's upset. Probably, you know, I get that. I get that. Because this relationship Edward had has gone on before she died. And so they say, well, she's pregnant, and he's like, "Oh, so you're going to replace me too?" And he storms out. And then Edward goes to Bishop Benedict, like, find him, comfort him, but also remind him of his duty. He's like, "I won't stomach an insolent child, yeah, something like that, a yeah. disobedient child, yeah." Tough it parent, like, man. Yeah, but I, I also wonder wit- if Edward's kind of like, "Well, look, now I have another kid coming. I already have another son." Like how much more do I want to put up with this this kid?
1: And um, Benedict goes to Elf Weird. He ends up actually then Elf Weird, who is if you remember, he's best best friends with his grandpappy Ethelhelm. Yeah, and he's like, I know you're in debt to Ethelhelm. You're one of his guys who owes him money because you're a gambler. Take me to him. Um, so that's where. Uh, Bishop or Father Benedict is going to take him out then for that. So Father Benedict, not a 100% pure dude.
0: No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. He didn't want to do this, but he is yeah. going to do it because he doesn't want to, he wants to give her that necessarily know that he's in debt. Yeah. Um, so he's going to take him to wherever his grandfather is. And uh, we won't find out this episode, but there's another meeting speaking of his grandfather with Whitgar and Ethelhelm. And Ethel Helm's like, why can't we just be meeting alone? You know, I think it'd be better. And Constantine's like, no, we'll do it together. It's good. And they talk. And they and they basically is like, all right, I'm going to do it. So, look, you're going to go to Bebbenburg with uh, with Witgar here. And um, Witgar is going to treat you well because you have promised me a lot. And you would not be so foolish to not deliver on this promise. And I like the way he says that to him. Like, you better fucking come through on this. Mm-hmm. Uh and we'll wait for the the gift to arrive, elf one to arrive. And so that's the plan. And Ethel Holm goes to Whitgar, he's like, Who are you again? And I le- this is kind of a funny moment. Great job by Adrian Schiller here. He's like, I'm I'm Witgar, I'm of Bebember. And Adrian's like, You're the one that torments Uhtred, you? And he kind of sizes him up. And he's like laughing, he's walking out. I don't know, I expected someone, I don't know, different. <laughs> because L- is smaller in stature, you know, he's he's not this big warrior type. He's he's definitely had success. Yeah. You know, and he's I think he's pretty smart. But yeah. That was one thing I, I was a little disappointed with
1: these this episode here with uh, Whitgar. So far, yeah. we saw his men
0: in Bevenberg in season four. Anyway, they're tough dudes. I mean, they're they from different tough. places. Like, he's and got- he was the one leading them. And he like he found young Uhtred, held the knife up to him, like
1: yeah. And like he was the one with the crossbow. Like, this guy was was like vicious last season. Now this season he's just
0: kind of like sitting around and he's just yeah, like i mean not that this is a chance to be vicious but i guess i expected him to be more like authoritative or something or like yeah and just sort of like shit. arms crossed like this like against a pole or something just like listening <laughs> and not giving a shit like
1: yeah just like someone who know, like he's like yeah i know i know what the shit like real shit to do like this is like this waste my time yeah yeah, yeah exactly. that's
0: kind of how i had him in my head like in the off season here coming into it yeah so I'm a little disappointed gets, that like he's just like
1: his character's just sort of going around not really making yeah. moves, and like people are even like making fun of him here, you know? yeah he
0: gets straight up disrespected by Ethel Holm, who is a good he's pretty good at disrespecting people <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was a great moment by Adrian Schiller as he walked out I thought it was Adrian fun. Schiller is just
1: i mean everyone's bringing it as they always do, but yeah i I'm this season not that, gotta, that he was gotta be bad an by any means before he was great but i mean he
0: is just killing it this season like he is uh, i i just hope the council considers him for some sort of award an i arsling? don't even know an arsling award of some
1: kind i hope they i think that's pretty much pretty much all of it there
0: before uchard went to brida um steora and steora went to burrito too Steora has said to him, like swearing to you, pulled you, fr- swearing to the Saxons, pulled you from your destiny and made you the plaything for Brita and the arsling of the Saxons. And that's sort of a precursor to, you know, we know she's going to say later, like I did what you were not able to do when sh- she shoots Brita. Mm. And again, we, we end on that amazing scene with Brita and Utrid. the deep frustration and love that there is between them deep
1: as the ocean
0: deep as the ocean love deep as the ocean were there any specific flashbacks too because there was a moment too when he had his hands on her neck that went from her face to her young face yeah it went like when he pinned her up crazy.
1: against the like the beam when they were fighting with swords yeah and then like he flashes back to a good memory of when they're close together i think it's like they're in a back room back in wessex mm-hmm. like when alfred is getting crowned and then yeah. they, like, they, they do the vertical tango yes like, as it's going on so like he had like a great like little sex memory of her right there and like <laughs> that's gonna throw off anyone right That's gonna throw his game off gonna throw his game off but it was it was crazy because like they obviously they don't look old which again like that's one thing too we haven't really mentioned is like these characters should be pretty
0: old at in the books point. they're really old. Like the way that Breed is described in the books, I picture like an old an old woman. A wench. No, a an wench. old woman. Um yeah. like really wrinkly face, like gray hair. Um but that's not how they are in this, you know.
1: It's not, it's, 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 it should have
0: just had season five come out in like thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> the last season. Alexander Draymond's in his seventies. Just <laughs>
1: We want to keep it authentic. When they jumped to the flashback of that, it was it was really crazy just how like it it fit. They were in similar positions and how much younger they both looked. Like the, both of their faces were just a lot thinner, not because mm-hmm. they're over, overweight or anything, just because they're older now and now their faces have changed. This is right. part of aging. Even mine has gotten bigger. Um, in <laughs> just mm-hmm. in like five years, <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. I I really liked it. Um, oh, another big thing that
0: happens too in the beginning of the episode at the pyre is purely and had gotten stabbed. Oh, that's right. And yes. so, so that's just another thing that happens. Not a whole lot happens with it. They just have him resting now at which um, and he can't really travel. So Edwards like oh, episode, stay here. But.
1: It's unclear whether or not he's going to heal too it's yeah. just kind of something so he,
0: he's wandered into uh, f which so he's back it's nice um utrid goes and comforts him so you're with friends you know it's cool yeah and, cool and as we were saying a moment
1: you brought up in our i think our last episode talk they have been killing people off every episode now this is what the fourth in a row that they've they've killed a, a character a main a major character off mm-hmm. from the show right so yeah. i was like oh my god are we getting it a- two two for one last episode i i I thought League might have died when i was watching it so yeah it's great at least right now it seems like he might potentially live right maybe maybe get a bro moment out of it
0: with that being said or uh steve no
1: i didn't
0: mean that okay (laughs) all right okay what was your favorite bro moment I want to say just the,
1: the the sort of respect between Edward and Uhtred when he was like, like okay, thank you for for offering next like, like the chance to like still like sort of be in a leadership role, you know, while the while this is going on. Like I know like you just want to just wipe everyone out and just make it all that's Christian. A, that's like a solid bro moment. Yeah, I mean it was just like and as we've been saying too, Edward has just sort of had Uhtred's back, um, which you know generally. Alfred wasn't always with behind Uhtred's back and then Edward last season was just never right so mm-hmm. it's great to see like he's he's wised his ass up here um and doing that so i really like that i would say that would probably be my bro moment yours or cool.
0: oh, yours i i got to go with want the redemption when Uhtred and Brita finally connect when he finally kind of convinces her there there is some hope mm-hmm. you know i'm here for you like not everything's gone i'm still here and i'm still here that small moment they have when they put their heads together after that incredible frustration battle flashback battle before steora kills her um i gotta pick that moment because that's just i'm so glad they reconciled even if it was in the last moment
1: with the head-to-head thing yeah,
0: yeah even if it was in the last moment the fact that they reconciled like they did in season three was so satisfying because I, I told you back then if they it was that was the last time they saw each other after season three when they saved Ragnar, I'd have been okay with that. Mm-hmm. They ended on a such a strong positive note, mm-hmm. and, and to Brita to not feel alone at the end, I think to have someone there that loved her and, and for her to accept that love for a second was incredible. And that's my bro moment for this episode to one of the original friendships on the last kingdom all the way from episode one goodbye Burita. goodbye hello steora hello steora well, what's your favorite Stiora. moment then what is your favorite moment mm-hmm. well it, it, it it's got to be close to that there's there's two that come to mind first i loved when ailswith stabbed Brezeld. that was and and just her reaction that was an amazing moment but um i, I gotta stick with the Uhtred breed of moments just because of how I felt with all the nostalgia. And so my favorite moment was when she says Ragnar, because she says I'm cold and Uhtred finds wasp sting. And when I heard cold, I'm thinking Niflheim, like I'm in her mind, she's fading in Niflheim and Uhtred gets her wasp sting and, She says Ragnar, like she's now she's going to Valhalla. At least that's what she believes. And to me, that's my that moment just got it for me. It just. Is it?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I would say my my favorite moment um, is obviously it's all that. But I mean, especially the fight itself, I thought was pretty good. And like you said, um, it would have been it would have been kind of annoying if it was like a close fight in any way. Mm Because I mean, you can just see Alexander Draymond has been doing this show since 2015, and he's been doing stunts and riding horses and fighting in battles, and like you can just see him as Alexander Draymond is like a like a fucking murderer with that sword. Like he just comes oh in God. swinging it, just the way his stance is, and like it's strong, it's quick. Like, like damn, like no, no, like no one could beat like they Brita couldn't beat Alexander Draymond let alone Uhtred right so I mean right I mean like like there'd be uh, it'd be a tough competition between characters from the show beating Alexander Draymond yeah let alone Uhtred so I thought it was I thought it was uh pretty pretty cool just the fight itself and then obviously the redemption uh reconciliation I guess you could say and then I love the you know the sword in hand. I love I love that Dane culture stuff. I love that awesome. stuff from season one. I love that they awesome. like they the show was showing that they remember it to me after after not seeing it last season. So yeah. Um that's all the stuff I love. I mean, that, I mean that that right there,
0: favorite moment. Cool. Cool. And also I just want to mention one more thing. Um Edward is wearing Alfred's crown. I don't know if you've noticed this. I did not notice uh, this. Not just this episode, but in the previous episodes too. Uh, uh, very kind of m- cool thing. It's nice much different catch. than The Crown He Wore in Season 4. Nice catch. Is... Yeah.
1: Well, that was Episode 7. I hope you enjoyed this talk. If you enjoyed it, then you can check out more on YouTube and or podcast.
0: If you did not enjoy it, you can go fuck right off.
1: You can go fuck. Get my podcast
0: name out of fucking, fucking mouth! mouth. <laughs> But don't, though. Even if you don't like it, just keep saying it. But just the keep saying chronicles. Subscribe. The screen chronicles. screen, 100 chronicles. screen, screen chronicles. chronicles. 100 more years. Screen Chronicles. 100 more years. Screen Chronicles. 100
1: more years. <laughs> screen Chronicles. <laughs> Colby forever. 100 more years. 100 more seasons. Screen Chronicles. Last. Last. <laughs> screen, screen Chronicles. And last can go on 100
0: more years. <laughs> but really, thank you, everybody, for listening. We love you. Hope you to about. hear your thoughts in the comments. Please subscribe. Like. Follow. All that good stuff. And as we always say. Goodbye. And Destiny is all. Goodbye, dear.